Hello, and welcome back to the Sisters Podcast. This is episode six. This is the fourth in a series of episodes that we have been talking about in terms of just um, being intentional about our spiritual growth, uh, walking in the way of Jesus, following Jesus, so that we can avoid the slip sliding away that we had talked about in our episode three. Um, So in today's episode, we're going to leave you with another song. (laughs) This one's called The B-I-B-L-E. And if you grew up going to church like we did, (laughs) you're singing that song in your head right now, too. So what better way to wrap up the series than to start it with a song that's going to get in your head and to end it with another song that's going to be in your head. So, um, But I remember that singing the song as a kid. The B-I-B-L-E, yes, that's the book for me. I stand alone on the Word of God, the B-I-B-L-E. So. Yes, you're welcome. That was free. Uh, honestly, it's amazing how we said this at the beginning, how songs get stuck in your head. We grew up with a mom who loved the Bible, taught us that song at a young age, took us to Sunday school where we also sang that song, the B-I-B-L-E. Well, today we are reaching our final two markers as we've been delving into some of the deeper aspects of discipleship. So again, by way of review, please go and listen to our previous three podcasts that covered this topic to get the full picture of what we've been talking about. Each podcast is about 10 minutes long. Some are a little less than that. And our markers that we've covered so far, passive versus proactive as we minister, casual versus disciplined as we approach the Christian life, private versus holistic discipleship, conform to the culture or transform the culture, church, optional or essential. And today we're talking about the Bible. Are we illiterate? Or are we informed? The Bible is the trustworthy depository of God's self-revelation to humanity. It's the only infallible rule of faith and practice. If we want to know God's mind on how to live, reading the Bible is the way we find out. Scripture is the record of God's unfolding story in history. The witness to the nature of his character and how we obtain that, which is, quote, able to make us wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. That's 2 Timothy 3.15. We get all of that (laughs) from the Bible, the B-I-B-L-E. We could go on and on and have a very long podcast talking about the power and effectiveness of God's Word. Lee and I have both shared over the course of time on this particular podcast how our mom instilled in us the importance of daily time in God's Word. And we're so grateful for that. We love the Bible. And I'm going to give some statistics now that may be a bit hard to hear, but let me say Facts are our friends. When we hear about a need, this is how we're able to meet that need. So here we go. About 50% of Americans believe that the Bible contains everything a person needs to lead a meaningful life. When Americans are asked to name a sacred text, 
79% say the Bible. Yet even with these lofty claims, only 14% read the Bible on a daily basis. Just 12% consider themselves highly knowledgeable of the Bible. The reality of people's Bible knowledge is far different from what we say we believe about it. All the research indicates that biblical literacy in America is at an all-time low. The Lord even talks about this. He gives us a warning in Amos 8:11. The days are coming, declares the sovereign Lord, when I will send a famine through the land, not a famine of food or a thirst for water, but a famine of hearing the words of the Lord. Wow. This is a profound verse, and it's truly jolting for every believer in Jesus, I think. We have unlimited access today to all things Bible, yet it seems we are starving ourselves to death. So here's my question. How would you assess the place of the Bible in the daily diet of fellow believers you know? Or better yet, how's your own daily diet of the Bible? The good news is, no matter where you are, you can start today. Start right now. If you're listening to this podcast, we even advise you to turn it off. Go pick up your Bible. Open up to the New Testament. Read the Gospel of John or one of the letters of Paul, Ephesians or Philippians. Turn to the Psalms and read the Psalm that corresponds to today or read the proverb of the day. There are also plenty of Bible reading plans available, and most are at your fingertip. Just do it. Our final marker through this journey of deeper transforming discipleship is this, the inactive witness versus the active witness. The Bible reveals believers as those who share their stories of faith in Jesus with others. We're storytellers. The Bible spins a love story of God's pursuit of wayward humans, and those of us captured by Jesus Christ have a story to tell of how God chased us down and loved us to faith. We each have our story and the story to tell, and as we share, others find that they too have been written into this redemptive drama. Paul wrote, in Romans 1.16 of our privilege to share the gospel, which is, quote, the power of God for salvation. Mm. It's true. It's amazing how when you share, it is powerful. It's supernatural. God does the work. God has entrusted us with the telling of his story. We are his messengers. Well, how are we doing telling this story? When born-again Christians are asked if they have a personal responsibility to share their faith in Christ, 73% said they do. 52% claimed they shared the gospel at least once over the last year with the hope that the person would come to faith in Jesus as their Savior. The current climate and culture of the Western world makes any traditional form of sharing the gospel more difficult than in the past. But the call to tell our story of redemption and salvation in Jesus still remains. If God has made his identity known to all through Jesus Christ, wouldn't you think we should let others know about that? 
Do we truly believe we have something so vital and life-giving that we want to give it away? Do we want others to have the same fulfilling relationship with God as we do? Is our experience of the love and joy of Jesus worth transmitting to others? How would you assess the willingness of fellow believers to share the good news of Jesus with others? Are you willing? If so, a great challenge for all of us is to begin with prayer. Ask God to send you someone to encounter that you can naturally and effectively share the gospel with in the near future. Well, we've come to the end of our very brief discussion of intentional transforming discipleship. My prayer is that you've been challenged to press in a little more into your own relationship with Jesus as you've listened. I hope that you've prayed, maybe even taken some notes, looked up the Bible verses quoted, and allowed the Holy Spirit to shine a flashlight on anything in your life that can stand a little more growth. When we accurately assess the way things are, we have hope of experiencing change and growth. We have hope because of Jesus. He's our living hope, and he wants us to grow and to know him in a deeper way more than we want that for ourselves. And so in conclusion, I want to leave you with these two things for your prayerful consideration. First of all, you've got to be in the word for truth to dominate your life. And secondly, seek to know more of Jesus tomorrow than you know of him today. I hope you've been encouraged and spurred on in your own walk. Thanks so much for joining us for uh, this series of episodes on the Sisters Podcast. And we hope that you've been encouraged and, uh, and feel challenged and, and spurred on. And uh, by all means, if you missed an episode, go back and, and listen to them and listen to them in sequence. So it kind of all ties together for you. Uh, thanks again for joining us. And we'll see you next time on the Sisters Podcast. Mm-hmm.